This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Well, 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 we're back. It's Friday. I got a big podcast for you. Big news coming out of Texas, but I got a little bit to lead up to it. I tell you, it's concerning. I see people picking these fights, people that uh, take these strong stands. I was, I was watching Kamala. She was on The View, and just the way she talks, very pointed. And, yeah, she's taking charge. She can't back it up. That's the problem. Can't back it up at all. Anyway, I don't want to mess around today. I got a couple things to get to, and I want to get the hell out of here. I got a life, too. Five podcasts this week. One radio show guest spot. And a bunch of other stuff. Do you really want to know? No. It's been a productive week. That's the point. I want to keep it that way. And I like to enjoy myself a little bit this weekend, if you know what I mean. Let me give you these three stories real quick. And uh, we'll get this out of the way. Nobody really likes to talk about money and taxes. and Especially not on a Friday. But listen to this a second. This is a story, uh, the the case for capping wealth at $10 million. And by the way, what I see is this flurry of stories coming out in this genre. What does that tell you? Propaganda machine. What are they doing? I'll tell you what the agenda is. Let me finish this, and I'll go into more detail. The case for capping wealth at $10 million. Okay, they're going to tax away the rest. More than 250 billionaires and millionaires tell world leaders, tax us. I got an answer to that, too. Bill Gates says that the richest countries, companies, and people should be more generous. And I have an answer for that. He was speaking at uh, Davos when he said that. So this is really fantastic how... You know, the World Economic Forum gets together in Davos. They bring all these rich people, and they go in and complain that they have too much money and that they're going to show you a better way of life. People are seeing through it. I think part of the problem is some of these people have been wealthy for so long, multi-generational wealth, they've gone, they've gone loony. I would say to you, how about the case for capping wealth transferred to two generations? All these people. They're a bunch of phony liars. Okay. The case for capping wealth at $10 million. Do you realize what that does? That means that you could not own a $20 million company is what they're saying. Never been a tax system like this. And you have no idea how this will kill ingenuity and choice and free will, economic freedom. It will destroy it. This yearly ritual uh, with the WEF is um, is almost beginning to shape up as an anti-American um, meeting, really. I'm wondering if the military shouldn't step in to stop it. And to me, it seems like it, it should be a consideration. I don't know. Critics of the system, even the wealthy ones, are getting louder on January 15th. Um, this global annual wealth report was released. Title, Inequality Incorporated. Now, this really does exist. Um, you, know, you have these people like Bill Gates 
what has he really done that the, the, the you know billions and billions of dollars even Elon Musk him the probably the most credible in terms of what he's done and accomplished should Donald Trump's wealth be capped what has he done has he built a lot of buildings why would his wealth be capped you can only own up to 10 million dollars worth of real estate do you realize what that means it's flat out socialism they're talking about how much do you think an office building costs these days? I don't know where you live. Here in Philadelphia, you're looking at about easily $300 a foot for office space. So if I take $10 million, divided by $300 a square foot, that would be a 33,000 square foot. I probably should have been able to do that in my head, right? Third, 33,000 square foot office building. The very first commercial property that I purchased was 115,000 square feet. Three acres of roof we had on that property. I wouldn't be able to own that today. (laughs) Think about that. It was a small business. Manufacturing businesses in there. It was an incredible story, by the way. We rescued the business. We rescued the property. There was a lot of fanfare at the time. That's capitalism. That's entrepreneurship. I was very proud of that. Go out there and, and, and building something. Create. We created that wealth. We, we bought a giant heap and we turned it into, we, we turned it into something that had value. And we're not going to be allowed to do that anymore? Well, how about this thing? You say, well, even the millionaires and billionaires are clamoring. As world leaders gather in Davos to debate economic issues between nibbles of Swiss chocolates, the super rich are sending them a message. Tax our accounts. What? More than 250 billionaire and millionaires have signed an open letter calling for wealth taxes to pay for public services around the world. If elected representatives of the world's leading economies do not take steps to address the dramatic rise of economic inequality, the consequences will continue to be catastrophic. Our request is simple. We ask you to tax us the very richest in society. This will not fundamentally alter our standard of living or deprive our children or harm our nation's economic growth. But it will turn extreme and unproductive private wealth into an investment for our common democratic future. Among the letter's signatories, Valerie Rockefeller, heir to the American oil industry dynasty, actor Brian uh, Cox, he played the um, billionaire businessman Logan Roy on uh, Succession, filmmaker Abigail Disney, um, I believe she's a member of the family, too. I wonder what uh, Walt Disney would say about it. I could be a billionaire if I wanted to be a billionaire, and I'm not because I don't want to be a billionaire, Disney told New York Magazine. That's an insane amount of money, but it's the easiest thing in the world to make money if you start with money. Well, here's my message for Miss Disney. Before she sends out the henchmen to take away other people's money against their will, she could support the cause. Does she realize this? Say, for example, and I can't believe she's this stupid that she doesn't realize this on her own. I mean, you think somebody with that kind of money would at least have access to some kind of basic common sense, but apparently not. And she's sitting there fretting, all depressed that, you know, that Biden won't tax her more. First of all, you know, this is a lie, right? It's all bunk. Yeah, they're like, yeah, go ahead, tax us a billion. I got 10. Yeah, wait till you tell them you're going to take all of it. Wait, why don't you go talk to, to uh, Miss Disney about a $10 million cap? 
she's so disappointed in having this money. But let's just say that she really felt compelled to do something, if that was true, which it's not. Who knows what, what the Disney girl's doing? Addicted to drugs, mentally ill, all of the above. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know anything about her. But she's certainly not talking like a sane person. If she wanted to do something, then she just do it herself. I mean, go talk to Bill Gates with the Melinda Gates Foundation. What kind of scam is going on there? What kind of little dual-purpose entity is that? We never know. We may never know. Why, why, doesn't the, why doesn't these wealthy people just go out to uh, Flint, Michigan and hire a contractor to come in and fix the water system? I guarantee you they would accept the gift. You don't, you don't need to go through the government. This is fascinating to me. Wealthy people that should know better. Why would you rely on the government? Everything the government does costs three, four times more. I kid you not. That's an exact number. Government could, could screw up anything. Anybody will tell you that. Even the government would tell you that. Why do you think the government has these non-government uh, entities? Because <laughs> it's too hard as a government entity. Too many rules. If you I'm, Listen, I, I learned this lesson early in my real estate career, talking about real estate. Before we bought the commercial real estate, we bought, it was me and a business partner, we bought two small homes, two rental homes. Bought them on the same day, ironically. And we were making good money at the time. We had cash. We bought these two single-family homes, uh, rentals, paid cash for them. And that was our business model. We were going to buy two homes a year paying cash. We figured we could do that. And we'd have these single-family homes. They'd be easy to manage. They'd take care of themselves. And, you know, we were naive as anything getting into all this and got in way over our heads, of course, which is kind of the normal pattern on that. <laughs> That's another story. Anyway, we, we, we buy these two homes. We start you know, working our way in a certain direction. These people, they want to go the other direction. We're trying to build wealth, create wealth. Why wouldn't they do it? But I got my first taste of how excessive government spending is. We bought those two houses, and uh, we were look, looking for more. The reason we got into commercial, by the way, is we, we couldn't find any more of those deals. The prices started in uh, 2004, I think we bought those. 20 years ago, man. It's insane to think about it. Anyway, we're looking around, and uh, I think it was over in Jim Thorpe. We're up in like the coal region. Price is a little cheaper out there down here. Jim Thorpe is pretty well known. Maybe you've heard of it. I think it was in Jim Thorpe. Nah, it was somewhere. But it doesn't matter. Anyway, we're going to look at these 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 uh, these houses. They're dilapidated. And we weren't afraid of that. We'd go and you know, renovate them. We kind of preferred it, actually. We had a couple of different businesses going, including our own construction company. So we'd go out and take care of that stuff. we put the finishes and things like that that we wanted in it and you know, create it how we wanted. So we kind of liked that. So anyway, it turns out these, these three, four houses that we're looking at, that the state agency had bought them up. Paid full price for them. And I went and looked at the news article. And this is amazing because, like, we weren't even getting close to the asking price. We were going to make some kind of ridiculously low offer. State government comes in. Boom. Pays full price. Right? So that's the first disruption that occurs with this little socialist scheme. Right? Now, it is part of government to, in some ways, provide housing needs to bridge a little bit of a gap for the very poor. So there's a little bit to that. But either way, they just robbed us of a, of a market opportunity. The market price for that property was not what they paid for. It was much less. Now they just screwed everybody, really. Okay? Can't even, can't even create the wealth in the first place in those conditions. But it was just one property. Anyway, I saw the newspaper article, 
And they produced the numbers of what they're going to do, how much they were going to spend to bring these new affordable houses in. And it was like triple, quadruple the cost. I've seen this so many times. And I thought, man, the, the, the state government is spending $500,000. This was the real numbers from what I recall. It was almost five. It was going to be over a hundred thousand dollars a unit when we were buying units for thirty thousand dollars. We paid twenty seven five a unit, and that was like our top end up there at that time. That's twenty years ago. You got to remember. They're going to come in and pay four, five times that. <laughs> so why would anybody with money? You're going to tell me they don't understand this? How it works? They absolutely do. Bill Gates, the richest country's company, should be more general. Well, go ahead. Lead the way. The problem is that when you create something like equity, right? So you say, hey, I just built this $10 million office building. It's not cash. And you start saying, well, we're going to tax that. Well, then they're going to come up with the money. I got to sell the building? And what is all this about? It's really about gross financial mismanagement on the part of governments and the fiat money system. Now, having said that, this generational carryover of people like Disney and DuPont family and Rockefellers kind of makes me sick. You get these goofy siblings or kids or whatever, multi-generational, that don't know squat, never did anything, and here they are turning on our own country against us after they've lived in, in such opulence. Tell me how that works out. All right, I want to move on because it's all tied together, and I want to talk about what I see coming out of Texas as a potential to break into a civil war and quick. I'm going to tell you what's going on there. But first, a couple of other things. I saw this story, and it really makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Ted Lieu introduces a bill calling for the nationwide ban of rodent glue traps, co-sponsored by Adam Schiff. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Ted Lieu? Let me see if I can find it here. Ted Lieu, was he charged? Charges. <clears throat> Huge police response. American attorney. Retired military officer. Oh, maybe I'll have him on the radio show. I would love to talk to him. Mr. Lieu, American attorney. Retired military officer, district includes uh, in the Los Angeles area, came here from Taiwan at three. Lou is one of 18 members of Congress who are nationalized, naturalized U.S. citizens. And now he's just, you know, purely destroying our country with his crappy liberal laws. Uh, here you go. Lou served on active duty with the United States Air Force Judge Advocate General Corps. From 1995 to 1990, this is the kind of guy I'd like to have on the pod, on the uh, radio show, Project Chaos. I'm going to save this. Went to law school. Now he's in the Air Force. Was on town council. I have a question for him. He wants to ban um, glue rodent traps. Do you know what they are? It's basically just a, a plastic tray. I've used them, and it's got the stupid. This is like uh, kind of almost liquefied, kind of gelatinous. And the mouse steps on, they get stuck, they can't get away. I don't really prefer them because the dogs, when the mouse gets on there, the dog will sneak in the shed and go in there and mess with them. The dog's got mouse and glue, and it's kind of messy. I don't like it. But I saw this article, the hair on the back of my neck standing up. 
You're going to tell me that the Air Force, I would ask him, hey, what kind of corruption's going on here? How are you going to tell me that you're going to lead this fight to ban glue traps? And of course, they're going to say what's well, inhumane. And really? Seriously? In California, we're going to ask Mr. Liu what he's doing to help homeless veterans. He's so concerned about the mice. And they're going to tell me he can't use them. I'll tell you what, if they ban them, I'm going to come on the show and I'm going to tell you how to make your own. It can't be that hard. I'll figure it out. You know, where does it end? How much government overreach? You're not allowed to have those kind of mousetraps. Sorry. We don't want you treating mice that way. What's next? How many many laws do we need to introduce cracking down on people's freedom? But that's not the real issue. The real issue is how much are Ted Lieu and, and Adam Schiff getting paid to do this? What movement, you know, the mousetrap industry, who knows? I'd ask him, hey, was this some company out of Taiwan there, Louie? You know, what oath did you take when you joined the Air Force, you schmuck? He, he, they would run. Yeah, let's see. Big tough guy. Let's see what you got. I'm telling you. Question, question authority. Disrupting authority. Uh... Speaking of the homeless people and the mice, this also blows my mind. Some Philadelphia homeless shelters have gone months without getting paid by the city. There's a game going on here. The city of Philadelphia is purposely pushing homeless people out into the suburbs. I can see it. More civil war activity as we seek to divide people against each other. Why would they not be paying the homeless shelters? Why would the city be doing that? Why don't we ask the politicians? They come out, they go, oh, we're going to help the leader. Why is the Philadelphia not paying the bills? People are going nuts. American passenger bit a flight attendant after leaving Tokyo. Was it a Japanese-American? Was it Ted Liu? He's Taiwanese, racist. Can't believe he'd even think like that. Neil Gorsuch has a grudge against federal federal agencies. He holds their fate in his hands. This is why, and maybe it's why we're seeing this goofy uh, attempt to pass these laws. I don't know. Gorsuch, he might be the, the last hope to breaking this uh, this federal, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, tyranny that's going on. These federal agencies, they're not elected. Not getting oversight by the bum representatives that we have, and they're turning over all control. When they say to you, oh, we're going to trust the experts, I'm going to trust the science, and they're just going to blindly go along with the, what the establishment and government says, even though, even though their track record is one and one and only, and it's to destroy everything. I don't know. Let's hope these court cases in the Supreme Court do bring some kind of rationale. All right, let me get to what I really wanted to talk about. Texas independence switches to plan B, bare knuckles brawling. What? Texas has until the end of the day today, yesterday, to stop blocking federal access to miles of the U.S.-Mexico border. Biden administration has given Texas until the end of the day Wednesday to stop blocking the Border Patrol's access to two and a half miles of border. Um, after state authorities last week barred federal agents from the zone. The letter to Texas Republican Attorney General Ken Paxton says the state's actions have impeded operations and are unconstitutional. The Department of Homeland Security 
warns that it will, by the end of the day Wednesday, refer the matter to the Department of Justice for appropriate action and consider all other options available to restore Border Patrol's access to the border. If Texas doesn't confirm it will cease and desist its effort to block Border Patrol access in and around Shelby Park area, remove all barriers. Texas' failure to provide access to the border persists even in instances of imminent danger to life and safety. Not our life and safety. Texas is protecting it. So, the Biden administration has also asked the Supreme Court to intervene after Texas sued over Border Patrol agents' practice of removing razor wire put in place by the state along the border near Eagle Pass. The appeals court ordered the agents to stop removing the wire while legal challenges play out. And the administration has asked the high court to step in on an emergency basis to wipe that order. It's impossible to say what might have happened if Border Control had its former access to the area. Talking about some people that died there. Who cares? Don't come. Far-right terms used in mass call to border. What? Federal state border standoff in Texas has prompted members of a kind of group known for using demonizing rhetoric and intersecting with extremists to issue a call on social media for people to travel to Eagle Pass to protest. Oh, really? Well, how about the racist, radical thugs that were sent around to destroy our cities in 2020? That's what I want to know about. I don't care about the people going to protest the Eagle Pass. Why should I be afraid to protest the Eagle Pass? The group is urging, quote, patriots, oh, dirty word, from across the country to go to Eagle Pass to demand that elected officials honor their oath of office. How daring, how brazen. A property owner will let the group set up tents, campers, and RVs, he says. These, quote, patriots, however, are misinformed about border security and immigration policy. (laughs) They should camp outside Congress and demand lawmakers act on immigration. Fascinating, really. Groups like this one that use, quote, patriot as part of the names of emergence 2020 in an effort to get Donald Trump to form a third major political party, according to the Anti-Defamation League, a Jewish group. Why is this Jewish group fighting against our borders? The Anti-Defamation League needs to be brought to justice. We have every right to ask what kind of meddling, propaganda, and problems that they're causing in our country. The Anti-Defamation League has become an enemy of this country. While such groups are not inherently extremists, they engage in demonizing rhetoric, far-right policy causes, and at times intersect with extremist groups and movements. Put me on the list. Put me on the list as an extremist for thinking that our borders should be secure and that it's inhumane to just let people roam across that somehow a fence or a barrier is inappropriate. New GOP governor wants reports related to undocumented immigrants. A state away, Louisiana's new Republican governor has directed state agencies to report any arrests of or funds spent on undocumented immigrants. He mandated an executive order signed on Friday. The cost of illegal immigration in this state is falling on the soldiers of hardworking Louisianians. Jeff Landry. Who is this uh, Jeff Landry? Do you know I met the Landry family? I don't think this is, uh, there's a lot of Landrys down there. Um, it would be pretty funny. No, that's not the guy. <laughs> would be interesting if he was from the same family. I'm sure my buddy would have told me if that was the case. 
Anyway, I'm not going to keep going through this, but here's what I see going on in all this. The federal government continuing to push, push, push. You've got a group of politicians, a serious group down there, that are talking about Texas breaking away as their own separate country. Did you see the CEO of J.P. Morgan? He came and said, you know, this is, he said, Democrats need to grow up. Trump was right about the border, right about the economy, and that Democrats need to stop demonizing the 75 million people that voted for Trump. Stop calling them crazy lunatics. All, you're not going to change our resolve. All you're doing is picking a fight, an unnecessary fight, creating unnecessary division in this country. Don't point to me as the hostile one in this. I'm not the one that's, that's encouraging more laws that infringe on people's freedom. I'm not the one encouraging this heinous act of just pushing people across into a country with no notice, no resources, no structure, no nothing. Don't tell me that we're the radicals. It's not the case. They're pushing Texas into a situation, backing them into a corner. The only likely result is going to be conflict of some kind. Well, we're going to do it in the courts. That's how we do it. At some point, it's not going to stand. People are going to have enough. And if, if there's one, when people start losing their businesses, losing their livelihoods. You've got properties being trampled on. But the big one that I keep telling you, God bless this country if something happens to any of our children. I'm telling you, God bless it. You're going to be the wrong guy at the wrong time. And then you're going to see a firestorm. We don't need that to happen. We don't need that to happen. We need to get back to being the United States of America. Not the Civil War of America. And you say, well, people around the world, the billionaires, the billionaires. I don't care what any of them think. They're not us. And they have no business. They have no right to even speak about it. We have every right to speak about it. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I said what I had to say. It's Friday. I told you. I have a life. A great one at that. <laughs> I've been working a lot. Not really. I got a big radio show coming up on Monday. We're going to have a live interview. From one of my Alpha Battery brothers, I want you to hear it. We're going to talk about some interesting stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about a couple of stories from back in the day. But I want to talk to you a little bit about this Marine that was arrested in New York. My guest, Big Kevin, he's actually from New York. We've got family up there, too. So I would imagine he'll have a lot to say about that. I'd like to hear what he has to say about this uh, Air Force veteran as well. Anyway, my brother Kevin's a very interesting guy. You're going to be interested to hear what he has to say. He's got a great voice, almost as good as mine. And we're going to have him on the radio show. Promise to call in. And it's going to be part of the shtick. I'm still kind of working. Probably going to be more than one show format. I don't know that it'll always be the same. It's not going to be a monologue, I will tell you that. Intending to have guests for many important reasons. Anyway, live radio show coming up on Monday. I hope to see you there. WWDB, 860 AM in Philadelphia. The, uh, you can go to projectchaos.org.org, projectchaos.org. Sign up for my email list, and the links for the radio show are there. And before I forget, my new book, my new book is weeks away. We're getting close. The final order has been placed. The publishing is being worked out. The printing presses are being warmed up. And bravo, we're going to have a book any day now, God willing. So go to projectchaos.org and uh, get you an update on the book when it's available. And you want to sign up for that email list. I'll probably pick a couple to sign, send some free autograph books to. Um, those aren't going to come cheap this time around, so don't get any ideas. I've given away free in the past. I'll give away a couple. 
But we got bills to pay this time around. I'm going to need your support. I need to sell these books. I need to sell them on Audible. But anyway, I'm excited about the radio show on Monday. I hope to see you there. You can get the links at Project Chaos. Dot org. I'll be live on the radio on Monday. The podcast will be back, God willing. I'm telling you, we're getting it, getting it. We're going to keep getting it, and we're going to bring it big time. This is going to be huge. You can tell I'm excited. I hope I can continue to be excited. Go to projectchaos.org. If you'd like to email me about anything on the show today, info at christopherscottshow.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please, projectchaos.org. Go sign up for my email address. God willing, I'll see you back on Monday. Have a great day.